This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. So today we have a very special guest. We have uh, Pastor Tony Mancino. This is a man uh, that I believe is at the forefront of the apostolic movement and um, sort of what he does. He he, I don't believe that he does this for credit, but um, he uh, he is called on Twitter the Book Mentor, and. Uh, so let's just greet our guest today in Jesus' name. How are you doing today, Pastor Mancino? We are doing fine. Thank you, and thank you for uh, that introduction, humbling, and also for the opportunity to be a part of your podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, I wonder if you'd be willing to just tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Um, so he holds yeah. he holds sort of a, uh, a legendary status on Twitter, um, you've been dubbed the book mentor. Would you tell us just a bit about where you're from, where you pastor, and and maybe after that, how you became the book mentor? Sure. Uh, actually, the uh, designation book mentor uh, was coined by uh, Sister Jessica Marquez. Um, so and it uh, has stuck, and uh, it, it does uh, it does humble me. Uh, and yet, uh, at the same time, I'm somewhat excited by it because I, I see the whole thing uh, around the book mentor uh, to be ministry. And, uh, and as such, uh, I enjoy it uh, immensely. Um, I was born in Portugal, and uh, our family uh, immigrated to Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia, where I was uh raised uh, and it was there that I came into the church um, I think I might have been in my early 20s and uh, it was under the ministry of brother Terry Black uh, after that uh, my father-in-law uh, uh, took over the church and it's there that I uh, met my wife Lorraine we've been married for uh, 34 years uh, at least it'll be 34 years this year we have two daughters, Shauna and Adina. Uh, Shauna married to James. Uh, we have uh, four grandchildren through her and Adina married uh, to Caleb and one grandchild through them. They're both in the church. Uh, Shauna and her family in Arkansas under the ma- uh, ministry of uh, Brother Chantry Dean and uh, Adina Caleb and Nolan are there in St. Louis under the uh, ministry of Brother Trimble. Uh, and they're all involved in their churches and they are serving. So we're thankful for that. Uh, as for us, we, we are here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, pastoring Calvary Apostolic Church uh, about 16 years now. And we came here uh, via Vancouver and New Brunswick, Canada. Um, it won two two wonderful districts, uh, and I'm thankful to God uh, for everything that uh, I learned, experienced uh, there. Uh, so here in Pittsburgh, uh, we're happy, believe to be in the will of God. Great church, I love them immensely, and they uh, love us. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. Also, part of the uh, uh, Apostolic Review uh, leadership, and, and really what that's about is. Uh, the promotion of apostolic books and writing. So uh, that's where we're at currently. Yeah, I I was going to say that I noticed that um, the Apostolic Review um, uh, company, uh, the the people there, seem to very highly esteem um, your views of authors, um, books, and, and things of that nature. Did, was... Did you connect with them through Twitter, or were are they uh, previous um, friends or acquaintances of yours? Well, there, there's four of us, and uh, the funny thing is, uh, I don't believe any of us have met face to face as of yet. Uh, but we are uh, working.
working together. It uh, began with uh, brother Daniel Bacamonte, and uh, and he and I then connected uh, uh, via Twitter, and uh, and began to uh, hash out some things concerning apostolic review. And then we had uh, uh, brother Clay Jackson, as well as brother James Chester, uh, come alongside and help us in, in various aspects. Uh, but again, as I said, it, it really is all about the promotion of apostolic authors, apostolic books, apostolic uh, writing. We 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 want to we want to make it prominent. And uh, and I am amazed. I've mentioned it a few times. Amazed at uh, the growth and uh, the popularity, for lack of a better word, concerning apostolic review. It, it seems like. Everyone has uh, heard something about it, and I'm thankful, and I hope that uh, our influence can become even greater than that, because I, I want apostolic books in, in every, every home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like there's sort of been... Obviously, we we know that there there's prominent apostolic authors, you know... Uh, uh, David Bernard, um, uh, Gregory Riggin, um, uh, Alan Oggs. So we, we've got this list of uh, apostolic authors. They're prominent. Pretty much everybody knows who they are. But they see. it seems like recently there has sort of been an emergence of um, ministers that have allowed God to use them to author apostolic content. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, uh, I would, but I'm not going to uh, start naming some names, but I am very excited uh, about the uh, upcoming generation of young authors, yourself included. And, uh, and, the, and the stuff that is being written, uh, if you were to compare uh, today's new apostolic books to uh, to when apostolic books were kind of just coming out or whatever, it's a massive difference and in a sense no comparison. The writing is better uh, just it just everything about the book itself is better and uh, I truly do believe that uh, as, as time goes on, however much time the Lord's going to give us uh, the apostolic writing and apostolic book publishing, it's just going to get so much uh, better and even us at uh, Apostolic Review, we want to uh, help that. We are uh, have started or putting into plans uh, a, a uh, imprint or uh, a publishing arm, uh, so to speak. So I, I mean, it, it's very exciting, and I think that uh, the, the the Apostolic uh, books writing coming out uh, phenomenal. Uh, is it perfect? No, but. But wow, it, it really is something to applaud and take notice of. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, it, there has been, and I don't want to refer to it necessarily as silent years, but you know we've had a lot of uh, a good portion of time where you know we've been getting material from, and and I'm not undermining it. Uh, obviously, I think I believe you feel the same way, but every book has you know material that we can glean from that we can learn from you know different perspectives um obviously things like that but maybe we with this we i mean not even just apostolic authors but we you know we have all these apostolic musicians that we we you know producing this music that we've never seen before true and in regards to music uh and the writing of uh, praise songs, hymns, uh, I personally would like to see a whole lot more. Um, uh, I think that is a uh, area in which uh, we really, really do need to separate ourselves from what's out there. Yeah. I don't think that it's always uh, helpful, and in some cases, honestly, uh, it can be uh, hurtful church because there's more to it than just a song or lyrics and I think we need to be very careful and I, I, I'm with you I pray God would raise up some uh, 
quote unquote psalmist among us. <laughs> Absolutely. So I wonder if maybe you could just tell us a little bit about what so about being the book mentor. How how do you determine who to send books to? Um you know, how is it that um you know you how do you decide when you're maybe at a store looking at books? How do you decide whether you're going to send that to someone, who you would send it to? How, how does that work? Uh, just walk me through that process. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, not, not easy to describe, but going back to what I said earlier, um, I, do, uh, I do treat this as a ministry. And uh, as such, it's, uh, that makes me uh, make it not about me, but more about uh, the Lord and right. what he wants to do through me, uh, etc. Um, as far as the individual, uh, again, I, I treat it as a ministry and therefore I'm looking for that quote-unquote direction of God. And if I feel like I have it, then we pursue it. Uh, and I, I usually will uh, know maybe a little something about the individual, or I will learn something about the individual via the social media, uh, primarily Twitter for me. Uh, I'm a little bit on Facebook as well, but that's about it. Um, so I get to know you know, what their ministry is, you know, that they may be a pastor, they may be involved in uh, a specified ministry like uh, men's ministry or something. And therefore that kind of gives me a heads up as to type a book to send to them. Uh, and I do try to be very discerning to some books that I think I feel is going to have an impact on them and their ministry. It's going to be a help. It's not just uh uh, some fluff or uh, a waste of time. I, I don't want to do that uh, to anyone. Uh, so in all things, the, the easy answer, and, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, make it more spiritual or myself more spiritual or whatever, but I, I do treat it as a ministry and as such. Uh, I do try to uh, tune my ears to, to what the Lord is saying or what he would have me to do or send to whom or whatever. And a lot of these books are coming out of uh, my library. Um, so there's times, you know, I accidentally buy more than one copy or maybe I pick up multiple copies because there's such a, an incredible discount on them. Uh, and I do give myself uh, quite uh, a lot to uh, searching and finding the best price and so forth but uh the, the simple answer is that i treat it as a ministry and as such i uh, uh, operate according to the laws of ministry uh, being sensitive to the lord and uh, and it does happen you know i may be out and about I, and i see a book and all of a sudden you know in, in my in my spirit i hear you know oh that would be good for so and so uh and even sometimes uh, very direct get that uh, you know, for so-and-so, and, -so. and uh, always try to uh, be obedient. And, and, and also, um, I, uh, I see this as an investment. Uh, yes, yes, it can be costly, but, but I do. I, I see it as an investment in, 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 the, in the best kind of lives, apostolic lives. And uh, I'm truly uh, uh, praying and hoping that what I send is going to be a benefit and a blessing, and uh, and at the end of the day, I'm going to share in that, even though we may be uh, separated by uh, miles and so forth, but uh, uh, I, I just see it as a total investment in that individual's lives. Um, I can't do it for everybody, obviously, um, and some I've uh, done for a period of time uh, and then stopped, uh, picked up some new ones, and, you know, we just kind of see how it goes and I, I do try I do uh, truly uh, attempt to be directed uh, by the Lord in this and uh, uh, so that, that, that's that's pretty much it I mean to, looking at it really from any perspective it's just really incredible 
and uh, that you know the the amount of sacrifice that that goes into that. Even if you know, so I'm I have a very large library of books myself, um, and I, I we're probably kindred spirits that way. But yes. when you know, just the fact that you know that you refer to it, you know, as investment, but you know, any time that we're investing in the kingdom of God, it's going to require, you know, a sacrifice. And, yes. and that's a tremendous sacrifice, you know, not even just, you know, for the time that you take, you know, I, I ship books every single day and the books that I ship out, you know, that shipping, even if you're sending it media mail is still, it can be very costly. Um, and so not just the postage, but also, uh, the books, purchasing the books themselves, even at discounts is still, it adds up. It's very costly. So that's just a tremendous sacrifice. And, and, uh, you know, I, I applaud you. Um, and you know, when I think about that and, and the lives that you have impacted, you know, it's, that's incredible. That is just incredible. Yeah. And again, uh, I, I, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. It, it, it is a sacrifice, um, but it, it's also a blessing, and um, and it, it it expresses something of the New Testament ideal, in that we are, you know, to care for one another, and, and really we should be doing this together, and uh, by just uh, you know shipping out a book, I get to do that, and. Uh, uh, you, you know, I, I enjoy it, and, and I enjoy it. Uh, I don't live for the uh, quote-unquote uh, Twitter likes or whatever, and, and I don't uh, ask or make anybody post a picture of a, a book or books that I sent them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll be honest, uh, you know, I enjoy seeing it, uh, more for the fact that they got it, and those books are uh, hopefully going to, uh, have an impact on their lives and ministry and, and quite possibly through them uh, help them to help the people that God has put under their care. And, and I have gotten, you know, a little feedback uh, in regards to that. And and so it just, it, it allows me to be a part of, uh, of, of the whole rather than just what I'm doing here. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not looking for uh, my name in lights or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed at the uh, interest that people have taken and uh, just thank you, Jesus, period. Amen. Amen. So I, I personally, so when I'm looking, you know, for a great book, um, I, you know, obviously we have, so Kindle has this Kindle Unlimited, so you could just borrow any book. You can borrow up to like eight to 12 books or something like that, and then read them, and then basically you return them just like you would a library. Um, however, so I could do that, but I am just, maybe I'm just old school, uh, maybe that's the best way to put it, but I prefer having physical copies of books, um, first of all. So if I'm reading the material and I think it's really good, you know, I can use it in dis any, you know, discipleship programs that I'm involved in, or I could use it um, to let someone in the, in, in the local ministry borrow it uh, so that they can, you know, be edified and grow, you know, with that material. Um, so yes. how how do you feel about, um, digital copies. I, I do have a few, and uh, as far as uh, just a, a, a reading, uh, I don't like it. Um, that said, uh, I do have uh, logos which I use for uh, my my study, and uh, I do do the majority of the reading. Uh, via my computer uh, though I probably have a physical copy of that book but it's just so much easier to access it electronically than uh, in my case go find it etc but uh, if I had a choice at the end of the day I would always uh, I would always choose the physical copy over the electronic 
Uh, I just find that for me, uh, I know it's a different generation that has grown up uh, with all things electronic. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, you know, for me, growing up, uh, the computers we had, you had to uh, color in the uh, computer card that feed it in uh, and tell it what to tell you. Uh, but, um, and you, you know, uh, for me, I, I learned better uh, via holding that book in my hand uh, and, uh, and reading and underlining, maybe making a little note here or there. Uh, it, it's just better. And as far as me uh, reading, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily of the belief that uh, every book uh, has to be read cover to cover. Uh, first of all, not every book is that good, and time is too short and valuable. So I, I read, and, uh, and the moment I come across uh, something that is inspiring something, uh, in me, whether it's a, a sermon or a, uh, a Bible study or a Sunday school lesson, uh, the book is going to go down, and I'm going to begin to work on that and uh, and produce uh, uh, a series of lessons, etc. Which is something I did with uh, uh, William Lane Craig, just an amazing book on the atonement, and uh, uh, I was reading it. Uh, actually, the short volume is a, a, a larger volume, but. I was just being overcome with uh, just the message of what Jesus has done for us and uh, uh, just just blown away by it. And uh, it, 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 just, uh, it just made me want to study it out further for myself. It, just, it made me want to write out studies, which I did. I, I think uh, we put together four or five which, uh, uh, through which I was able to, uh, to bless the church and uh, and uh, cause them to to learn something concerning the atonement so so again though at the end of the day uh, i'm more for the physical even though it does get harder and harder to find space for them uh and you know when traveling i like to take books with me and that can be a bit bothersome at times and oh how so much easier to just have it on your ipad you know but again there really is nothing like a book in hand an iPad just doesn't, it doesn't do it. It's not the same. Right. So for me, uh, growing up, uh, I spent a lot of time in the school library. Um, and then at the local library uh, when school was out. Um, so having the physical copy for me, um, not even just the fact that uh, I can, I'm holding it in my hand and it's it's tangible and it, it's but like it, there's just something about the smell of books and, you know, it's, it's like a sort of existential feeling. Um, and, and it really, and there's also the fact that, uh, that they can be a treasure in themselves. And I know, you know, with today's technology, you can do this to a degree via the electronic books, but, uh, I mean, wow. Uh, someday somebody's going to get my library. Um, uh, probably going to be a grandson or, you know, I don't know. And, and they are going to be able to pick up a book here or there that's going to have my underlining and some of my scribbles and so forth. And, uh, you know, that, that right there, that just speaks volumes to the treasure that a physical book is. Because you, really <laughs> you really can't do it to the degree uh, of the physical on the electronic. And, and so it, it makes it even that more valuable and you know something that we can actually physically pass on uh to those uh, important people in our lives i like that answer i like that <laughs> so you talked a little bit about this but uh, maybe you could expound on it a little more what what is your personal reading plan
the direction it's going, et cetera, what's happening with the local church. You know, is this a book that's going to, to benefit me in the near future? So, so the big thing for me about books and, and reading books is that it's got to be helpful to me because uh, I have a great responsibility in the care of others and souls. And so it needs to help me so that I can help them. And, uh, and, and not just any book. Uh, I read more academic than I do uh, just for the pleasure of reading. And, and, and truthfully, I could be helped much more just by pleasurable, pleasurable uh, reading. But uh, I like books that are full of scripture, full of scripture. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to read just some guy's uh, thoughts, interpretation, ideas, etc. Uh, I want scripture. I want scripture. And, and that's something that I even bring out in my sermon or study notes. Um, uh, it, it, most of the times it, I have uh, one sheet of paper for notes front and back and probably half of it is, is scripture and or uh, scripture reference so I, I mean if I'm going to get the help I need to help the people of God I care for it, it's got to be scripture scripture based so, so but that's to answer your question my, my reading is got to be purposeful and so meaning that it has to help me in a way that I can in turn help God's people with it. And right now I've kind of found it a little uh, somewhat difficult because uh, I've been a little distracted by quote unquote too many books. Uh, there's been quite a few good books that have just released and that have arrived at my house and picking one over the other has become a little difficult. Uh, and plus I've, been uh, a little out of the pulpit lately uh, with uh, some family matters. All good, all good. Um, so I'm, I'm getting back on track and so settling more into a, uh, a mode of uh, constant, consistent ministry, and therefore I will again uh, pick, it up, pick up uh, more clearly on what, uh, what the need is and uh, what I need to read to help me so I can meet that need. So that's about it. And I will say one thing, other thing too, uh, regarding the subject, whatever, whatever that may be, it, it's a good thing to uh, read in bulk. So again, if if you're doing a study on, say, the atonement, it, it's probably a good thing to uh, to read as many as possible on the atonement, and that will uh, uh, it, it helps with memory. It helps with memory and gives a. Uh, a fuller definition to the subject. So just a, a little side note there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially in moments when we're behind a pulpit and preaching and we can just allow the Holy Ghost to direct our thoughts and our words. Oh, absolutely. And it can yeah, just absolutely. it can just pull back that and say, remember that and then and then so when you're utilizing, you know, multiple books and multiple sources in your reading and studying process. Um, and this would be great uh, for ministers to, to, to consider, um, you know, when they're preparing their messages or, um, you know, if they're uh, conference speakers, you know, and they're preparing these, these sermons to utilize that. Yeah. You know, I, to that, I would say, and you just you bring up a good discussion point. Um, you know, uh, the, the, uh, we, we teach uh, new ministers, you know, the, the practicalities of ministry and, you know, preparing messages, etc., and even preaching. Uh, but, but I think we need to go, like, really basic, and I think we would uh, find it to be helpful. What I mean is... Uh, it wouldn't hurt uh, for our Bible schools to teach uh, a lesson or two on how to read. Um, it really wouldn't hurt whatsoever for our Bible schools to, to teach um, in regards to the laws of writing, you know, sentence structure, etc. Does a comma belong here or not, you know? Does, you know, and then, uh, you know, does a sentence make sense? Does it read right? Does it speak right? I think it's important because... 
ministry is verbal. Uh, and uh, and I think that we should get those things right, and getting them right would make us all uh, better, better, better communicators. Isn't that what we want? We want people to hear the message, and we want people to hear the message clearly. You know, they, we don't want them to get uh, uh, messed up on it. But uh, you know, we have a lot. We do have a few ministers, uh, even young ones. Uh, I don't say this disparagingly, but. Uh, uh, don't see the uh, the real need and importance of reading. Reading is going to help you. Reading is going to make you grow. Reading will help you become even a uh, a better minister. Uh, books are important. Even you know, Paul, bring the books. Bring right. the books. Right. So books matter, and and I think that uh, uh, ministry uh, needs to. I agree. I agree. Um, do you think that when reading, um, really, because a lot of the books that we have access to, you know, on biblical topics, they're not, you know, apostolic authors. Um, do you think that that affects, um, the theology of the reader or how, how do you think you we would combat uh, making sure that we know what we know is maintained when reading? Right. And that's a very important question. Um, I, I think it is uh, first and foremost essential to have that apostolic foundation and uh and that's what i did whether or not i i knew what i was doing at the time i can't say uh but i did immerse myself in apostolic uh books uh especially brother david k bernard uh loved his books and still do and they and i still uh use them uh in, in my ministry here in pittsburgh um, so I think that's the important thing. The important thing is to uh, have the apostolic doctrine. And again, not just have it, but you bought it and you love it. You're living it. So I, I think that's very, very important. Uh, I'm not against uh, non-apostolic uh, authors' writings because, let's face it, um, even though uh, the apostolic authorship is growing, uh, we're still not broad enough. There's still a lot of topics in which uh, uh, apostolic writing lacks. So we, we have to. We need uh, we need commentaries. We need uh, biblical dictionaries and uh, word studies and backgrounds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I, I'm not against it. But again, uh, let's uh, utilize those uh, tools uh, with a sure apostolic foundation. Uh, that that's only going to come forth by prayer and the word, and, and that's primary. You know, Acts uh, uh, six four, giving ourselves to prayer and the word, and concerning all things apostolic. That that that's where we have to be. Um, and, and again, too, I think you know I have a lot of non-apostolic books, and uh, over the course of time, I have become very familiar with uh, various authors or theologians etc and i'm i'm pretty confident now as to uh, who to get and who to stay away from uh you know I, I just i can't one waste money and i can't two waste my time and uh i don't want to be reading the book all of a sudden to get a into a little bit of a hissy fit throw it against the ball which i have done on one or two occasions but um uh, the apostolic the foundation is is critical and also the familiarity that you will gain 
from reading, you know who to, to who to read, you know who to stay away from, uh, and also even endorsements that you find on uh, the back covers of books. Uh, and again, you'll be familiar with uh, certain uh, names and so forth. You can judge, judge from those endorsements whether or not you should pick up that book. I mean, there's been many times where uh, the cover of a book has drawn me to it and uh, made me think, I'm going to like this. And then I turn it over, and here's an endorsement from some very radical liberal. Uh, you know, if he likes it, I'm not. So uh, it just goes back on the shelf. Uh, yeah. But again, uh, reading non-apostolic books can be beneficial. Yes, we do need to be careful. Uh, but, um, but again, uh, very... Uh, beneficial. In fact, I've gotten to know, uh, you know, I don't mean know as in personally, but gotten to know uh, these authors and the books they write that uh, when they can't, when they come out with a new one, uh, I'm already confident that it's going to be something that, uh, uh, like the previous books they've written, has helped me and this one's going to help me too. I can, there's a certain level of trust. You know, that's not to say that I agree with everything theologically, uh, but but there's a certain uh, trust uh, there between me and them that uh, is, is okay, if that makes sense. Does reading, how does reading impact the mind and the faith of a reader? Yeah, I like that question. Uh, uh, a few answers. Uh, first, I would say edification or of growth. And that growth, not so much just uh, regarding knowledge. Anybody can get that. But uh, I'm talking more of revelation, in, in revelation in the sense of understanding. So yeah. uh, that's the impact. It can give us an understanding of whatever the subject matter may be. And that will, in turn, produce in us a spiritual growth that we can pass along to those that... Uh, uh, we minister to. And again, that brings up the need to be discerning concerning the books that we do read. And, uh, you know, because uh, uh, there is a sense in which our life is going to follow our reading, if I could put it that way. Uh, so we do, we do have to be careful. We have to be careful in everything. Uh, but just stay grounded. Stay grounded. So it definitely is going to produce um, an edification. Uh, and it also will produce a, uh, a readiness. Uh, again, I had mentioned that uh, sometimes I, I buy a book because that's the need right now, and sometimes I buy a book because that'll be the need tomorrow. And, and so uh, there's a sense in which books always keep us ready. They are tools, and just like a, a car mechanic has all the tools necessary in order to fix our cars, you know, they, they have that toolbox of tools that they go to and find the right tool. Uh, same with us uh, in regards to books. It allows us to, to be ready to tackle the, the job at hand. Uh, and, of course, it will also, that also will mean that we become a little bit more uh, productive. So really, you know, at the end of the day, reading a book is really not just about reading. Uh, it, it does have an impact on our, our mind and our faith. Uh, and again, that would even go towards the non-apostolic books, as I said, concerning uh, William Lane Craig's uh, atonement book. It just so spoke to me at that moment that it, uh, it increased my faith, opened up my faith to uh, matters concerning the atonement uh, and books can books have that power, uh, but again, I want to say just stay stay apostolic, stay in the capital B book, stay in the Bible, know the yeah. Bible, know the Bible. Uh, that's 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 huge. Uh, and, and really, I, I would also say, uh, before you finish any book, non-apostolic or apostolic, make sure you've already at least read the Bible through once. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, reading is important. So, really, what you're saying is that there is a value to reading, um, you know, sort of beyond 
what many have placed on it. Right, and I would say to that, the value is greater than the danger. Now, I, I know we've all heard we've all heard stories and could probably tell some ourselves. Uh, you know, concerning concerning those who uh, whose theology seems to change uh, with the book they're reading. Uh, and then we've also heard sad stories about those who have left apostolic uh, doctrine for something else. And, and I, you know what? I, I wouldn't say that's the book's fault. I would say rather that the book exposed their, uh, their weakness. Uh, the book exposed the fact that uh, they hadn't really, quote-unquote, bought the truth. They, they really weren't uh, in love with it. That might sound somewhat harsh, uh, but but I you know I don't I don't at the end of the day I don't think that we can uh, blame things for our, our faults and failings and and falling away. I think those things expose these areas in our lives, and if we don't get if we don't get the help and the healing necessary uh, when that exposure happens, then yeah, we can end up shipwrecked. But uh, uh, there, there's an immense value in reading, and and one thing uh, that I find very valuable is uh, it it enhances my vocabulary. Um, you know, I'm a preacher. I am a communicator. I want to communicate as best as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I I read all kinds of books. Uh, I have all kinds of books in in my library. Uh, some. Um, some some would uh, shake their head at. I shake my head at sometimes, but uh, I do have a prayer book. I don't I don't uh, you know utilize it daily or how a prayer book is used. But uh, every so often I pick up just to read it because it's such beautiful language, and the Puritans as well. I, I I'm just taken in by by a beautifully crafted sentence or uh, paragraph. Or just, I, I I really. Uh, enjoy beautiful language, and I want uh, I want to communicate beautifully. Uh, I'm not talking about you know vainglory. I'm not I'm not talking about uh, uh, oratory so much. I, I just uh, reading will enhance my my vocabulary, my language skills, and I think considering what we do, that's important. Absolutely, absolutely. So. To close this out, um, I just want to ask two questions that I'm sure our listeners are curious about is from the book mentor's perspective, what in your mind makes a good book? Well, it's not, it's not so much about the writing as it is the timing or the season in your life. I mean, there's really nothing like a right-on-time book. I mean, you know, it may not be the best written thing, but you and it connected at the exact rate, right time. And for that reason, it, it, it's a good book for you. It may not be for everybody else, but it, it's good for you. So it is somewhat... Uh, subjective and again for me what makes a good book is that it helps me to help God's people uh, that that's that's the, the big thing uh, I also um, you know there are certain uh, subjects that I enjoy I enjoy uh, subjects concerning kingdom of God of course uh, apostolic books uh, I will uh, pretty much on impulse and I do search uh, for the new ones, and, and I'm hoping Apostolic Review, uh, as we grow and, and, and function in a greater way, we can uh, make known uh, the Apostolic books that are available. And there's so many out there. There's more than even I'm aware of. And I want to know them because I want them. I want the Apostolic books. Um, so, um, yeah, you know... The big thing, again, for me, uh, is, yes, there's certain topics I enjoy, kingdom of God, of course, apostolic things, oneness of God, salvation, holiness. Holiness is uh, a, a, a great topic uh, 
for me. Um, you know, uh, but again, at the end of the day, if this is a good book, it's going to be usable. I'm going to be able to use it in my life and then through my life in the uh, ministry of the church that uh, God has graciously called me to uh, to pastor. So I, I think that's the that's the big thing, and, and it's good. You know, reading. Uh, I think we need to because yes, we've already mentioned it. There, there can be a little danger in it, especially reading other uh, people of other doctrines, religions, etc. Uh, and therefore, you know, uh, let's uh, incorporate into our reading uh, the Bible. Uh, you know, I mean, if I'm reading something in a book and I'm scratching my head over it, uh, I'm going, I'm, I'm getting my Bible, I'm reading it. Uh, I'm going to see this for myself uh, rather than just simply accept uh, bareface what uh, someone has said. And also to be... Uh, prayer in prayer uh, over the reading uh, and I think that's important and those two things prayer and and Bible quote-unquote study as we are reading books I, I think that will help us in, in the end and then so in your opinion what makes a bad book yeah and again I would uh, contrary to what I, I not contrary but the opposite uh it's just, uh, it, again, it's just, it, it's more about you than it is the book at first. You know, it's just not the right time. Uh, I have thousands of books <laughs> that are waiting for their time. Uh, but, but again, honestly, some, uh, some are just because it's bad writing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they haven't, they haven't taken the time to get themselves an editor, and therefore we have just a verbage of words that uh, have no meaning, no structure, no point. It's just, it's just words, and, and that gets tiring to read. Uh, you know, in, in the apostolic book world, the beginnings or whatever, a lot of it was just, you know, transcriptions. And, and some of those transcriptions were very literal, word for word, whatever was said at that moment. And, uh, and that makes for unpleasant reading at times. Though, I'll say, I'm thankful that we have something uh, from, uh, from apostolics that we would not have otherwise. And I do truly wish that uh, our elders who have not gone on before us, I wish they had left us with uh, a lot of their writing, uh, you know. But, uh, so yeah, I would say bad writing is one. Uh, and, and then even uh, sometimes, because, you know, we have this whole idea, well, everybody's got to read this book. This is an important book. This is going to help the church. And, and we kind of rush the process. And in rushing it, it, uh, it, it, uh, it doesn't get the, uh, the time and the care that's needed. And at the end of the day, it's not going to have the impact that uh, you, you may desire. Uh, one thing I truly hate when I'm looking through a book, apostolic or non-apostolic, is when I, when I catch an error. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking, yeah, not just so much a spelling error, uh, but uh, a design error, a, uh, you know, they, they, on page 100, they, they did a certain section this way, but when you get to page 105, it's all different. I, I, you know, uh, I, I'm very much with uh, a uniformity. Uh, throughout the book uh, that, uh, that that stays uh, as it has begun throughout. Uh, you know, uh, I've read a lot of books, and in their preface, uh, the author will uh, make mention of the fact that, you know, this book was not written on its own. I had a lot of help. And that's true. I think uh, every book is, is more than, than that one author's work. And, uh, and I think that uh, the more people uh, we involve in the process of writing, the better our book is going to be. Yes, at the end of the day, the one whose name is on the cover uh, bears responsibility for any and all mistakes. Uh, but uh, we sure could save ourselves a lot of heartache, make our point much more clear, and therefore really hit the mark that we want to hit uh, when we involve others. And if necessary, yes, spend the money, get yourself an editor, uh, because, uh, you know, and, and, and people can tell pretty fast, you know, whether or not this is a book that they want to have started, 
continue. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing sadder for a book than to pick it up only to put it down. So, um, yeah, so for, for, for those reasons. But at the end of the day, I, uh, I do uh, love books. <laughs> uh, I do. I uh, find that they are very helpful and beneficial to me. And uh, they uh, they make some of the best uh, quote unquote presents. So I uh, I agree I agree with that. So when my wife is and asking me, you know what? Let me say something. I'm sorry. To yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually meant to say it earlier. I am very appreciative for uh, you and your writing, and I do look forward to. Uh, and uh, following the direction it's it's going uh, your first book matters of the heart uh, very well designed greatly uh, very beneficial and helpful can be as I said it can can help a pastor it can help a ministry leader and be something that they in turn can uh, help the people they pastor or care for so, you know, thank you for that, and, and, and I pray God's uh, blessing and help, and yes, anointing uh, upon your continued right. I, I really appreciate those kind words. That that means a lot to me. I know, you're uh, welcome. I, and, and honestly, you know, uh, I, I, I look for uh, material in which uh, I can incorporate into uh, in my teaching ministry. So and your and your book does that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> now I lost my now I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> oh, sorry, you were oh. talking about your wife. <clears throat> oh, my wife. Um, so whenever she's asking me, uh, well, you know, your birthday's coming up, or our anniversary's coming up, or Christmas <laughs> is coming up, she'll ask me what I want, and uh, I'll give her a list of books, and she'll tell me, "You've got enough books." I don't, I've got books everywhere in the house. I've got them in my kitchen. I've got them in my dining room. I've got them in my bedroom. I've got them out in my garage and my workstation. I've just got books everywhere. And so I share that same love for books because, you know, it has impacted my life in, in a way that, um, you know, it's given me knowledge and understanding of topics that, I wouldn't have understood any other way. It is, you know, I've read several books on marriage and that has helped me and my wife, um, you know. And so when we're looking at at books, we obviously we have to be able to say, how is this going to affect, or what is the purpose of reading this? So we, we've got to be reading these books with a purpose and a plan. Um, and so um, I, I I appreciate books and, and they've just had such an incredible impact on my life. Um, even when I was younger and I wasn't saved and I was reading books, it was, it, you know, taking the time, the time it took to read books, first of all, kept me out of a lot of trouble. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, and right. so... And, open, and, and they open up a, a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. Take you places you may never get to go physically. But, and, and I hope myself, now as far as... You know, birthdays and folks and, and family get me now they don't even think get me a book because they just figure I already got it <laughs> so they, they've, they've given up on that for me but uh, I also I, I do hope to uh, enter into the the writing uh, world uh, I have wanted uh, for a long time to, to do an apostolic catechism that's two words that we don't normally uh here uh, spoken in our in our realm but you know catechism just a question answer format that teaches uh, basic christian belief doctrine uh either to uh, to the very young to the young or uh, new converts or uh, new believers etc and, and uh it's something that uh, I, I would like to do uh, i want to do it properly um just uh, something that could be used even in a discipleship type uh, class uh, question answers concerning all things apostolic. Um, so, and and to I wanted to say this, not to take your time. Um, for us as uh, ministry leaders, pastors, um, and 
in regards to apostolic. I think it's important for us, uh, whatever we do that comes out of our reading, that it is still apostolic. So what I mean is like, even in the uh, leadership, uh, I know a lot, a lot read business books, business leadership, but you know, we're shepherds. We are shepherds and God's people are, are, are sheep, they're, they're souls. And therefore, you know, we may learn a thing or two from a, a business model uh, and some of them, I know, you know, they take uh, biblical principles, even though some of them don't even know they are. But, but at the end of the day, we have to stay apostolic. Everything we do, from how we do church, live our lives, conduct ourselves, all of it has got to be capital A apostolic, and and that's important. And that's for me, uh, that that's just that's priority. That's priority. Yeah, you know. It doesn't matter what book you may uh, see me post a, a picture of or whatever. Uh, just know I'm apostolic. I'm staying apostolic, period, in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. I think that one that's one of the most important things. Well, really, that is the most important thing, you know, is that <clears throat> we're teaching the doctrine that is scriptural. And so, by that I mean, you know, anytime we're reading books and something is like, well, well, I don't know about that, you know. Obviously, when we're reading books, we should be reading it through the lens of Scripture. And, oh, and, amen. And, and so... Uh, a loud amen to that. And so when, when, we're, when we're, you know, studying and reading, um, obviously we always want to keep the Word of God in context. And uh, I feel like a lot of um, false doctrine has come from taking scriptures out of context or oh, yeah. uh, uh, cherry picking, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as long as we're keeping the scriptures in context, what it means, you know, understanding the, the way. And this is where writing comes in handy, knowing how to write and uh, knowing how to read, say, like Hebrew, um, the way that they would write it in, in such a way, or, or the way that Jesus would preach his, his, his parables or his sermon. The, the, the way that he did it was specific to that time period and that group of people in a way that they could understand it. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, when we're talking about being preachers, being ministers, and we are, we're communicating, we're communicating the gospel to the people of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and the better that we can do that, the better results. It, it, that, I'm not saying that the results are on us. It, it's still, as Scripture says, you know, by the anointing, by His Spirit, uh, by Him. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, God, God can use a dull knife but he can use a sharp knife better, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and, and, and it goes to what I said a while back. It would be helpful uh, for Bible schools, uh, even pastors who uh, have a teaching class in their church with young ministers, you know, teaching them how to read a book and uh, how to make an application out of the book. You know, and again, as you said, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, if it doesn't fit scripture, well, chuck it out. Yeah. Chuck it out. You know, do not force it. That will be to your detriment, uh, you know. Um, so, I'm, goodness, there's lots to talk about. <laughs> and uh, I'm discovering right now that really just scratching the surface, and I could go on and on and on. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, maybe maybe we'll do this again and we'll talk we'll talk more about it, but um I definitely appreciate your time uh hopping on to the apostolic theory. Um I believe that this podcast is going to impact the lives of the hearers. Um maybe they'll see books from a different perspective than they have before. Um or maybe they'll consider um uh, reading more and applying more reading to 
you know, their Amen. own personal studies and their own personal devotion plans. Amen. Amen. Well, I have enjoyed it uh, immensely, and I thank you uh, for your conversation and questions, which uh, have uh, helped me to uh, sharpen some thinking. And again, I want to uh, recommend to everyone listening that they pick up your book, Matters of the Heart. Amen. Thank you, Brother Crooker, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Almost said pressure, <laughs> but uh, pleasure. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.